The Hidden Grid, The Sixth World Chronicles, Second Run, Episode 1. So a dwarf walks into a bar. A new beginning is a very tenuous time. Thus far, we've been following a series of souls in Seattle. We've seen their triumphs, their problems, had some laughs, and been shocked a time or two. But this is merely one story out of many like it. For now, we shift the mind's eye to the other side of the former United States. After so much time in the barrens of Redmond, we focus on a city of, to many, little comfort in a region often overlooked. The Confederation of American States has risen again, though instead of the backlash to archaic times and traditions that so many expected, things went surprisingly normal. A welcome sight in times of such great turmoil. Dragons interviewed for hours on TV, weird things happening all over the world, the internet crash, the birth of the Matrix, and the drastic split of a nation united for hundreds of years. The year is still 2050, and Charlotte, North Carolina, the Queen City, is a haven of modernity in a nation that has yearned for a supposedly simpler time. But, like any treasure, any crown, dragons are known to covet anything that glitters. Maybe that's why the great dragon Lothair decided to make Charlotte the North American headquarters for the Sauter Krupp Corporation. Being in the pocket of corporations is a long-standing tradition in politics. Not having to hide it simply makes things easier for everyone involved. The city of Charlotte has always yearned to be considered amongst the great cities of America. The nation's major banking center and energy hub, no matter what happened, Charlotte always came late to the limelight. That began to change when Satter Krupp came to town. The story of this place full of history, variety, opportunity, and danger has gone largely untold until now. Wherever you may look, the human struggle, though different in every case, is still the same. Let's see how things happen this time. The story starts, as so many do, when a dwarf walks into a bar. As happens so often in the turbulent times of the Sixth World, we find ourselves in situ with bodies on the ground, windows blown out of a nightclub, the cops on the way, and faces new and old beginning to mesh together for the first time. It is 8pm on an early March evening. The year is 2050. The place is Charlotte, North Carolina, and the Confederation of American States. The Sunrise Lounge, to be specific, complete with all of the signs of gang warfare. Bodies bleeding out in front. Glass shattered in the humidor room, a member of Las Traces quite literally hanging from the bar, his hand spurs jammed into the wood as he lies unconscious, an associate of a fleeing drug dealer. Wondering what steps to take are Venar, a mafia grunt who fled Seattle after an unfortunate incident involving a rocket launcher in the apartment complex across the street, Jose Tequila, a man on the run from an organization out for blood, Bubba, a local who just paid his tab and got while the getting was good, and Rainmaker, a burnout who happened to look for his next fix at the wrong time. Welcome to the Sixth World. Gentlemen, you know where things stand. Let's pick up where we left off, shall we? Um, I do believe it was... You were about to tell me what the hell happened to the guy that I healed from all of the those horrible, horrible ricochets. <laughs> you mean the, 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 the horrible hand spur-shaped ricochets that happened to have punctured his abdomen repeatedly? Listen, all I know is that somebody might have shot some windows, and I'm blaming ricochets. Sure. At that range. Past a wall of humidors. Yep. Um, I think the safe way to put it is that though he's 
not dying, don't quite think he's awake. Good. 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 This, yes. this is perfect. Taking a lock of his hair. Yeah. What? Snip, snip, I guess. Oh, yeah. Seen One of the obvious spots to where he, when he looks in a mirror, he'll know what happened. You <laughs> would. Some creepy Hispanic stole his hair. Well, uh, you know, you do what you got to. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think, do believe that's the end of mine. I would say we should probably, if we're still in combat, roll initiative. Uh, no, combat is over. Okay. So, as described earlier, there's glass all over the place. There are people who are cowering in corners. The bartender is still hunched over behind the bar, and the proprietor is still, uh, kind of, you know, flailing, flailing around, making sure that everything is still... You know, at least in somewhat close to one piece. Are there any other visibly injured people inside the bar? No. Okay. So here's then, the question. Are you still scrambling for the door? I am no longer running for the door, but I am going to once again slink off into a corner or unoccupied area. Okay, so not under the bar where you got the one box of stun damage for hitting your head. Nope, not there. Okay, just making sure. That's that's special right there. Hey. <clears throat> that's what happens when you're coming out of a deep weed bender. <laughs> so, um... Let me think here. Uh, Vinar, are you still with us? Yep. Fantastic. What are you uh, up to after taking a couple, uh, taking a couple shots and so on, so on, so on? Well, I'm gonna... Make sure that the uh, gentleman that is now attached to the bar is properly restrained for in case Mr. Goss wishes to do anything. Okay, so one hand in the bar and one hand perhaps zip tied or something to the little footrest underneath the bar? Yeah. <laughs> I would assume, I mean, he, he's, he, he's got a good portion of the YMCA down pat. <laughs> Say the first thing that came to mind. I'm not doing it. Okay, so you started whispering something. Oh no, I, I was making comments about how um, I'm not going to say the first thing that came to mind when there's a guy zip tied to the bar. Well, see, I was just thinking that after the YMCA comment, you were going to try to get a group photo of you, you know, kind of tilted at a weird angle doing the M. And then Venar doing the C. I mean, that can be arranged. Um, do you want it with or without the thong? Wait, with or without what? The thong. Um, yours or his? Both. Maybe if you swapped. Either way, there's not really going to be enough time. As uh, Rick Goss sort of re-enters the bar, you know, looking a little frazzled, as expected from, you know, the fact that Two street gangs decided to just open fire in front of his establishment. Everybody okay? Nobody hurt? Nobody dying or bleeding out? Except for, oh my god, that is a lot of blood from that guy. Is he okay? <laughs> uh, si, senor. He is, uh... He will not die. Okay, good. 
that would be hell on my insurance. Um, okay, so can I get you guys who were involved kind of over here, please? He starts waving folks toward the uh, toward the bar. Bernard will waddle over. Yep. I'm gonna be a good Samaritan and slowly slink my way over, but stay in the back. Okay. Creepy is expected. Um, okay, so as you guys know, I've already called the cops. They are on the way. Um, it might be a good idea for you guys to not be around, seeing as I'm fairly certain that some, if not all of you, don't have sins. Um, might be a good idea to go somewhere else. I'm not throwing you out. I'm simply pointedly suggesting. Just shrugs. And uh, looks to the rest of everybody. I start heading towards the door. Alright. He just looks... Hey, hold on a second, real quick. He uh, reaches, fumbles in his pocket, and uh, pulls out five business cards and just hands them to whoever's the last to head toward the door. Give me a call if you guys need anything at all. Um, at that point, um, whoever has it, I, I, I'm going to uh, be taking a business card. And... Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> On my way out the door, I'm going to go back to that lockbox. And mm-hmm. um, seeing as how I deposited eight cigars, I'm going to take eight cigars, leaving, surprisingly, eight cigars. Yeah. So. Sometimes things get lost in translation. Yep. English is not my native language. No, it's not. And that's okay. <clears throat> So, um, with that being said, at that point, I'm, I'm hitting the door and hopefully my bike is not a wreck. Uh, give me an edge roll. Uh, don't, don't, don't <laughs> this. This is, this is not okay. What was my edge again? I don't want to. Oh God, it's a two. <laughs> okay. Um, well, fortunately... It- I got one success. No, uh, hey, you got a success. Good for you. That means that your bike is okay. Now, there's a bit of a scratch on the paint, but it's not destroyed. Is is there any puncture holes in, like, the gas tank, the exhaust? Well, give me a, give me a perception check and be quick about it. Oh, God. Um... Uh... Three successes. Okay, you do not spot anything of that sort. Simply a paint scratch, likely from a you know a, a bullet impacting the ground nearby. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'm hopping on. I'm checking to see if my weapon focus or if my sword's still um, hidden in the saddlebags, and I'm going to. Everything is right where you left it. Fantastic. I'm going to ride out. Um, just. In the opposite direction, towards the, the, the more crowded section of town. Okay. Uh, can I get some audio perception checks from everybody? Yes, you can. 
Kills, kills, there it is. Perception. Fuck, where'd it go? One, two, three, four successes. Okay, so for uh, for Rainmaker, the blood's still kind of pumping in your ears. You still kind of hear your own heartbeat. Um, however, uh, Jose does hear a very light sort of uh, sort of chuffing or rotary kind of noise. Um, You've got reason to believe that surveillance drones are just about to hit the scene. Yeah, at that point, I'm going to call out and go, uh, eyes in the sky, I say, as I'm peeling out. Um. Okay, so as soon as he says that, I'm going to take a business card and cast improved invisibility. Mm-hmm. Which is... One, two, three, four, five, six. And add force five, and I got three hits. Poof! Wow. What about Venar? And I guess Venar is going to try to sneak out and get down the street to hail a cab. Because he has no car yet. Okay, that's fine. Um, if he's gonna sneak, uh, Jose is going to stop by and um, pat on the back of the bike, being like, "Come on, nobody needs to get caught by by the star." Yeah. Okay. You try to climb up on the bike. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a Harley Scorpion, so I mean, it's plenty big enough for a, a smallish orc and a dwarf. I'm assuming. So there I was, cuddled up with another man. Explain that one to your girlfriend. Alright, so everybody peels away, and as uh, as Rainmaker is walking his way up the street, you know, glancing around trying to avoid people, he sure as hell sees a series of uh, three or four um, small rotary drones flying by overhead and starting to scope out the scene. So, um, everybody who nabbed a business card, which I assume is everybody, can add Rick Goss as a contact. Okay. He's a fixer with connections four and loyalty one. Connection four, loyalty one, okay. Um... Uh, G A. U-S-S? No, G-O-S-S. G-O-S-S? He is not a rifle. <laughs> I'm just saying. Connection for loyalty one. Alright. Yep. Okay, so who was bailing for where? Um, I'm just heading towards normal traffic. Because okay. I don't have any place else to go. Okay. I and... am heading the fuck home. Okay, and I'm trying to remember, where is home for you? I immediately thought that came to my mind was the other side of the train tracks. Um, low <laughs> lifestyle area. Okay, so a low lifestyle area. Um, okay, I can certainly make that happen. Um, so the direction you guys generally head in uh, is toward the Arts District. Um, 
you know, Taylor, since he's on foot, it's probably going to take, if you manage to, you know, hop on public transportation after you get out of the side of the drones, um, it'll probably take you about 30 minutes to get, uh, to get to that area. Um, the Arts District also happens to be uh, around the same place that uh, Jose lives. So that kind of works out. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys give any sort of phone calls or anything like that uh, while you're on the way? Um, did you guys want to bother trying to send contact information back and forth? Um, I am would have been chit-chatting with Vinar while we were driving. Okay. Well, being in the being in the same general profession, I can totally understand why you would uh, switch up that contact information. And I think it's also safe to say that Bubba would have given you his information as well. Okay, that sounds good. Now, Bubba, I'm not sure where you would have bailed to after everything kind of went down, and it was highly, highly suggested that you guys go ahead and leave while the leaving is good. The town of Lalo. What was that? The town of Lalo. Yes. At my shop. So with folks going in different directions, um, is there any kind of coordination that somebody would want to set up, or do you just want to lay low for a while until you get a call? Um, probably... It it depends. Um, Vinar. Yeah. You're, uh, you're on the back of a, a really big bike with a relatively small orc. What you doing? Where do you want to drop you off at? Hey, could you uh, drop me off at the 7th Street Market? Nice. It's on the way, but... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem, man. Appreciate it. Alright, and uh, at that point, um, he would have been like, so, uh, so you got a, you got a name, Messer? Uh, yeah, it's Vinar. Oh, good. You can call me Jose. It's not stereotypical at all. <laughs> yeah, would no, it would only be if he were a firefighter named Hose B. <sighs> okay, okay. At that point, he's just like, "All right, so uh, I'm gonna drop you off at the market and uh, move on out." Probably head back to the uh, the burned out um, coffin hotel that I live in. After our conversation at the bar, Bubba would have given you his information before dipping out, mm-hmm. just in yeah. case you needed anything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's fine. He, I, I probably would have. Uh, probably whenever I drop off an R, I'll probably end up giving you a call. All right. Well, fortunately, the Seventh Street Market is uh, is on the way to uh, where you are, mm. and fortunately, that's actually kind of how it's seriously laid out in Charlotte. Just interesting fact. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so I guess Vinar gets dropped off there. Um, do you want to go through the conversation with Bubba first, or do you want to uh, let Vinar 
deal with his uh, increasing contacts? Um, yeah, I would have um, been... Uh, let me get through brain farting for a moment. Um, it would have been a case of... As I'm going to go drop Vanar off, I would be giving Bubba a call and going, Hey, uh, what you doing, man? Bubba's Garage for all your motor vehicle needs. What can I do you for? Hey, um, Bubba, it's Jose. Oh, hey, go, hey, man, what's going on? Nothing, uh, nothing much. I'm just about to drop off one of our uh, friends from the club. Nah, and, I got you. Uh, and, uh, what you doing right now, man? About to pack my bags to the town of Lalo. Kind of hang out for a little bit after that shit went down. Make sure no vatos end up on my doorstep. Not including you, of course. You mind if I, uh, give you some company? No problem, boss. Come on by. And, uh, at that point, um, like, alright. And, um... Just uh, just shoot me the address, and I'll, I'll head over there here in a minute. And you get a text message. Oh, no. Indeed. With the address. Unless, if that yeah. wasn't clear. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I, I would completely assume that. And at that point, I'm going to drop off uh, Pinar <laughs> and uh, been like, all right, I'm going to go lay low with, uh, with Bubba. So, uh, uh... You have fun with that? Uh, probably about as much as you are, man. Alright, so, with, uh... With Jose beginning to make his way toward the south end of town... Mm-hmm. And Venar dropped off around, uh... 7th Street Market. We'll go ahead and make our way over to Venar. Who, uh... Well, let, what do you remember about who you were told to contact? I gotta find some fresh fish. Certainly do. So, uh, pushing your way through the uh, pushing your way through the door of the Seventh Street Market, you find uh, that it's a fairly upscale kind of uh, you know kind of grocery store. Um, you know, all all the food there is real. Um, you know, it's definitely priced out of the average person's price range. Um, but being that close to the arcology, it's kind of hard not to be. Um, you know, there are all sorts of, you know, different areas, you know, fresh fruits, you know, fresh meat, fish, breads, and so on and so forth. We'll go to the fresh fish. Indeed. And behind there is one of the most beaten up fishmongers you think you have ever seen. Um, <clears throat> you know, deep scar across his face. Um, you know, balding gray hair. Um, you know, wa- e- e- even going so far as to walk with a bit of a limp. <coughs> and he, uh, he, he seems to be completely oblivious to the fact that you've walked up to the counter. Bernard will knock on the counter. Hey, well, uh, uh, huh? Oh, oh, you need something? 
Uh, yeah, I'm looking for some fresh fish. Is it, is it something for your family? Oh, uh, yeah, it's for my, uh, my friend, Vincenzo. <laughs> ah, fantastic. So, uh, I take it you're the, uh, you're, you're the, uh, out-of-towner. Uh, yep, that would be me. Yeah, step on back this way. I got, uh, I got some folks who'd like to meet with you. All right. And he, uh, goes ahead and opens up the, uh, little walkway to the counter. Then again, it's high enough that you, being dwarf, could probably just have walked right underneath it. Um, it counts. Yeah. Um, give me a... Try to think of what you can use for balance. Uh, uh, athletics. Yeah, give me either an, either an athletics or a gymnastics test, whichever one's higher. Oh, wait, no, it is gymnastics. Because okay. athletics yeah. is a skill group. Yeah. So go ahead and give me uh, give me a gymnastics test. Admiral Akbar is rolling in his grave right now. Uh, uh, one success. One success. Well, fortunately, that was all you needed. However, with it only being one success, you find yourself. Kind of slipping and skidding across the uh, across the tile floor. Have you ever, you know, walked around where fish is being prepared? Ah, uh, but I can take a guess. Yeah, it's really slippery, really slippery. So you know, in, in, instead of instead of really walking along with Vincenzo, it really seems more like you're sort of disgustingly ice skating along with Vincenzo. <laughs> But uh, he leads you back toward the uh, he he leads you back toward the freezer, and uh, you know op- opens it up, and it's a it's a rather spacious, if not very very cold freezer. Uh, you do notice that there is another door in the back, though. So, uh, walking his way across, he uh, you know steps up a uh, taped off caution step and says, "Oh yeah, watch your uh, watch your step, and if you got stuff on your shoes, it uh, uh, try to be light on your feet." Venerable, watch his step. Yeah. So, having uh, ha- having done this many many times before, he walks in a very specific and peculiar way to make sure that whatever's on the bottom of his feet doesn't freeze to the bottom of the freezer. Opening up the other door, he uh, simply nods that way and says, uh, "Papa Giacomo would like to see you." Uh, thank you. Uh, anytime, friend. So, you hear the. Uh, now you hear the door shut behind you. Um, if you've never heard a freezer door shut, it's very, uh, it, it, it's a very solid, airtight seal. Um, on the other side of that door is a area that's actually rather homey. You know, it's, uh, it, it's, you know, it's got hallways. It has really poor choice in wallpaper. Um, <laughs> But uh, you know, making your way toward the uh, m- making your way through the uh, little hallways and passages, uh, you notice that there's almost a restaurant type motif, which is oddly stereotypical. Um, you know, even for being in the mafia, you know, going with the Italian restaurant stereotype is just cliche. Um, 
as you make your way uh, as you make your way through the building, you notice a, uh, you notice a few other uh, a few other rooms. One of them is completely blacked out. One of them has uh, reinforced glass, and the third one has a uh, has a swinging door. You know, similar to the ones that were in the uh, that were in the uh, Sunrise Lounge. Um, you know, not not really seeing anybody milling about in the other uh, in the other two rooms. Um, I would assume you just go ahead and make your way into there, if that's a safe assumption, unless you'd like to sneak around and investigate. No, I just walk in. Sure thing. And uh, sitting behind a. Uh, Seeing behind a rather large desk is a rather skinny-looking gentleman. Um, you know, clearly somewhat older, but uh, you know, he he looks like he's been through a scrap or two, and looks like he still has a little bit of fight left in him. So, Vinar, hey, welcome to the Moroni family. How are you doing? Uh, good as I can be, considering I had to flee my city. Oh, that's uh, that's always unfortunate. But fortunately, we've got a uh, you know, we, we, we've got some good stuff here. We may not be the biggest game in town, but we don't need to be. Uh, by the way, you can feel free to call me Giacomo. Uh, he just goes ahead and stands, offers you a seat, and shakes your hand. Uh, can, can I get you anything? Uh, I just have water at the moment. Might be a good call, especially considering uh, what I heard went down at that uh, place you stopped by. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, uh, that seems to be a common occurrence there, it seems. Uh, go ahead and tell me a little bit about what happened. I'll see if I can clue you in. Well, it uh, appears that uh, two groups of individuals decided they were going to shoot it out uh, inside, and you know, there was a couple of... Uh, Hispanic individuals, they were speaking Hispanic, and one of them walked away, and the other tried to attack, and, well, he got put down, and I'm guessing arrested. Okay, so, uh, anybody catch you, uh, coming or going? No, I mean, I got a ride here from, uh, another individual, but he seemed, he seemed to be almost in that same line of, well, I don't know about business, but, you know, running. Hey, don't shoot yourself down so quickly. It's good to get started. You're trying to assemble a crew, and you've just been on the ground for two hours. Yeah, but pretty much it was just uh, Rick, Mr. Goss, me, Mr. Goss talking. Oh, he's he, he's good at what he does, and he uh, he tends to keep me informed pretty well. He, he he takes care of family. He knows where the ties lead. So, uh, you got any uh, got any other associates that you've come across? I've got some. Uh, I've got something you may be able to cut your teeth on around here. Uh, no, just the couple people that Mister Goss gave business cards to. Uh, there was the fellow that dropped me off. Uh, his name was Jose. Uh, and there was a, another dwarf, a uh, real thick accent, talked like a hick. Uh, and then there was some, uh, uh, oh, just a guy. He didn't, I think he ran. Not much for combat, I guess. Well, hey, some people wuss out and some people are just too high to give a fuck. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> 
God damn it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that one worked out pretty well. Um, all right, so let me tell you a little bit about the scene here in Charlotte. Um, first, as you can kind of tell, um, the southern gentleman you mentioned, he's, uh, he's, he's one of the few natives around here. Um, at least I would assume there are very few that have that thick an accent in this city. Most of the people who come here are from other places, as you can tell from accents, good, bad, or otherwise. Um, the, uh, the two groups that were duking it out, um, couple of couple of street gangs that think they're on the up and up. There's, uh, there's a group to the north. They call themselves the Vagabonds. Bunch of, bunch of shit-kicking bikers. And, uh... To the south, you've got the old MS-13, uh, Senores, as it were. They, uh, they kind of call themselves Las Traces after, uh, after, uh, Aslan kind of came back. So, uh, yeah, they're kind of, they're kind of running the show. We're just letting them duke it out until, uh, one's so bloody that the other one, uh, can capitalize on it. Trying to keep it low profile, but, uh, you know, pe- people know who to pay attention to. They know how uh, protection rackets work, and they know that we can protect one protection racket against another protection racket. So, interesting web to use, you know, those matrix terminologies. Well, yeah, that's pretty much what I did mostly in Seattle under Fat Tony. You run protection. Oh. Well. Good. How are you at, uh... Oh, try, let me think of the proper term. You a good cleaner? Yeah. I clean well well. Good. I got a place I need spotless. Alright. Just gonna be a solo act, or do I need uh, some extra help cleaning? Well, you uh, you mentioned you had some folks that you had been speaking to who were in a similar line of work, and uh, oh, see if they're any good. Right. Yeah, it'd be good to <laughs> test some people, see if they're worth keeping around. Always handy. That's what I like about guys like you. Initiative. Nobody has that shit anymore. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and get in touch with them. I've got a... Uh, Got a boy down in the arts district. Um, you'll trust me. You'll know him when you see him. He's one of those passive aggressive panty waist hippie types. But uh, oh, I knew one. Yeah. Uh, oh, you did know one of them. Yeah. Uh, we can uh, we can talk about it over some bourbon. Um, you know, look 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 for that guy. He's a uh, he, he's definitely a dealer. He's. Uh, Working out of a, uh, he's actually working out of a bakery of all places. So, uh, yeah, try to, uh, try to track him down. He'll let you know what needs doing. I do my best not to, uh, get my fingers too involved. Oh, yeah. Plausible deniability. Well, disposable assets. At least all but you, boyo. Well, we all like to think that. Alright, so, uh, how's everything going with the move? I know you haven't had a whole lot of time. Uh, yeah, I got the girlfriend at the hotel right now. 
Oh, you brought her with. Good. Yeah, she wasn't too happy about it, but you know, them's them's the breaks. But uh, yeah, Rick said he was actually going to try to set us up with the place so we're not, you know, hoteling it the whole time. Yeah, he knows of a good few. Uh, he knows of a few good places. Um, Oh, I'm sure he'll. Uh, I'm sure he'll take care of most of that for you, and uh, probably give you a message when everything's set up and ready to go. Look at that! You get out of moving. Yeah. Uh, hey, do some heavy lifting for me. You get out of the heavy lifting of your own. Yeah. Well, better than moving. All right. Well, uh, if you need to, go ahead and uh, you know, go ahead and grab any kind of uh, stuff you think you may need. Just be uh, just just be ready to run because I need this done kind of quick. Um, go ahead and give you give you new boys a call. We'll see what happens. All right. All right. Well, if, unless you need anything else, go ahead and hit the pavement. Well, thank you very much, Giacomo. And never a problem. Hey, welcome to the family. Good to be welcomed. And, uh, Bernard will head back out. Yep. I would assume just the same way he came back in. Yep. And, uh, as the, um, as the freezer opens on the, well, freezer door opens on the other end of the freezer, um, yep, Vincenzo gives you a look, gives you a weird kind of smile, and, uh, just waves you on through. You know, just you know, go on through and back out to the market. Okay, so um, we think while well, all that's going on, um, we've got the. Let me think about where we're going next. We've got the phone call going back and forth between um, between Jose and Bubba. We've got Vinar, who has. You know, been given his uh, given his first job, and oh, we've got Rainmaker yes. who is wandering along. I'm actually what? You're actually? I was actually going to start heading back to my place and smoke a little deep weed, get my projection on, and try and find that strange Hispanic man that's on the bar. <laughs> okay, well, getting your uh getting your projection on shouldn't be too hard. Um however, well, hold on a second. I'm now I'm, I'm trying to remember the trying to remember the deep weed situation in that you've got remember you had like four hits of it, if I remember. Uh you had one guy delivering me four and then I also happened to have a couple with me. Okay. So um yeah your 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 stash is running a little low but um yeah you've uh the delivery should be coming in a matter of days um all right so projecting astrally that's always a uh, it's always an interesting experience especially you know if you're not really used to doing it um then again being a burnt out mage so wonder you're not tired of it yet um, making your uh, making your way through the astral verse. Of course, you see, you know, 
spirits swirling about all over the place, all sorts of astral signatures, weird things here and there. Um, however, when you've experienced something with somebody, it does get a little bit easier to uh, really try and find out who and where they are. Um, the problem is that he is pretty much half of the town away by now. So, uh, go ahead and give me a, let me think. I'm trying to think, would it be a sensing for looking at stuff astrally or would it be perception? Uh, Uh, sensing. Yeah. Go ahead and give me, (laughs) go ahead and give me a sensing. Okay. While Gene dies. Oh, fuck. Four hits. All right, four hits, not bad. So you know he's definitely toward the uh, toward the south side of town. Um, <clears throat> you know, as you continue to trip the verse, as it were, amongst the lights, fantastic. You um, eventually uh, make your way toward the uh, you know, toward the particular area of town that he's in. Unfortunately, the nature of, of astral travel is such that you don't really get too many geographic details. Um, you can certainly find the person. It's hard to tell exactly where, at least in such a way that you could point out on a map. So listening in, I would assume, on uh, Jose and Bubba as they're chitter-chattering, yep. um, is there anything in particular that you try to do to muck about with things, or are you simply eavesdropping? Um, Is Dan by... Is he by himself? Uh, In the amount of time that it would have taken you to get to, um, in the amount of time that it would have taken you to get home, it would have taken him to get to the garage. So is he by himself, or is there Bubba there too? Uh, No, Bubba's there. Okay. I am actually planning on missing. Hang on, what? You're pl- so yeah, I just you're show up as a spooky ghosty thing. Oh. Woo-hoo. That's fine. Yep, astral manifestation. Okay, so... I was not afraid you could do that. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Alright, as he actually manifests... I'm going to look him dead in the face and go, The fuck are you here for? Oh, goddamn, not again, man. I thought I called GBI to fix this damn possession problem. <laughs> fuck, man. I just look over at Bubba. Is this thing normal? Man, goddamn, I had a ghost in my goddamn shop not a month ago, and the fucker said they got rid of it. Can't trust look no one these goddamn him. days. I'm gonna roll a sensing to see if I uh I recognize <laughs> with five successes, I better damn well. Oh yeah, yeah. You can you can certainly tell who it is. Yeah. Let's look at you and go, is is there something you need, SA? Well, we just witnessed who knows hell what inside that bar and we were all just given the card from a guy who might be making us a bit of friends, and it might be worth getting to know each other a bit more. And I figured this well, was the way to find you. 
Yeah, just go ahead and drive on over, man. I don't know where we are. What? I don't okay. know how I got here. That's fine. I'm I'm gonna flip open my phone that has the the text with the address on it and just show it to you. I take a mental note of it, and then I just give him a funky smile and just like fade away. So is that funky smile anything like the one that you've got in your little Skype avatar? Please tell me it is. Please. Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, you you give me that smile, and I go back out to the motorcycle. And be like, hey, uh, hey, Bubba, can I pull this in the garage, man? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, no problem, man. All right, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna pull my bike into the garage and make sure to pull out my sword and, and strap on the sword belt for that. <laughs> <laughs> if he's giving me that smile, I'm definitely about to give him the same smile. Oh, keep in mind when I showed up, I'm missing an arm. Yeah, I'm making sure I have the sword. Making sure I have the sword. Don't you just love it when a plan at least somewhat sort of begins to come together? Mm-hmm. All right. So, um... Let me think. So by now, I'd say maybe an hour and a half mm-hmm. or so has passed. Possibly two. So you're looking at around 9.30, 10 o'clock. And, uh, let me think, who would he call first? Oh, wait, that's what I have this special D6 for. There's one, two, three, four, five. All right, Jose, you are the first one that he calls. Okay. I will, uh, who is this? Rick? Sorry, yeah, the first one Rick calls. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna uh, pick up the phone. Hola, como esta? Oh, hey, uh, Jose, was it? Yeah, amigo. Who is this, Rick? Yeah, yeah, it's Rick. Yeah, what can I do for you? Well, um, I just want to let you know everything's, you know, nice and clear. It's all been shocked up to gang warfare. Um, you know, Lone Star was as completely useless as they tend to be. Um... So, uh, yeah, you should be, uh, you should be in the free and clear. Did you, uh, manage to stay in touch with any of those other guys? Uh, yeah, man. I think I have. Oh, fantastic. Okay, anyway, Rick says, uh, you know, I, I got a call from a, uh, contact of mine. Um, you guys may end up getting contacted about some work. Um, you know, I noticed you guys were, most of you. We're relatively new in the area, so I figured I'd do something to try to give you guys a little hookup. If you do side work, I'm not saying that you do, but you seem like the type. So, um, I hope you don't mind if I forward your information on it. Yeah, go ahead, man. Okay. Um, alright, well, from there, I think I can help arrange everything else. So, uh, hope you've got your running shoes on. Season si, your. Alright, and with that, he hangs up. And eventually, he gets around to just about everybody else. And, uh, you know, gives about the same spiel. Um, so, uh, with contact information getting swapped back and forth between everybody, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm simply going to deus ex machina that now you guys know who each other are. Um, <clears throat> I think I'm where am I that. going? What was that? I'm okay with this. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess at that point, since Bernard has contact information, you will call up Jose. Might be a good idea to start wrangling the crew, especially if Papa Giacomo wants that done quickly. Ring, ring. Who's calling? Bernard is calling Jose if he oh. feels like picking oh. up the phone. I don't know. Hola, como esta? Hey, uh, Jose, Bernard. Yeah, hola, amigo. What's up? Uh, kind of weird question, but, uh, you do any, uh, you do any running? Mr. Ross has already contacted me, friend. Yes, yes, I am, uh, I am up for whatever it is you need planned. Uh, if you will, uh, call Senor Bubba, I'm sure he has a place that we can all meet up at. All right. I'll do that then. Uh, memory check for Venar. What? We all know he has bad memory. He has amnesia. (laughs) Okay, then take a minus one on the memory check. (laughs) There, your complaining made it worse. I don't even know what you roll for a memory check. Okay, then let's... <clears throat> yeah. What he said, he beat me to it. Oh, two successes. Here comes the cat. <laughs> so wait a second, the cat influenced your your uh your Yes, he rolled ah, sorry, brain. Uh so your cat influenced your role? Yes. Alright, what successes. was it? Okay, two successes. You remember the name of a bakery that was mentioned by Papa Giacomo? Yeah. Yeah. Suggesting that that's where you should meet with the contact. Yeah, the bakery, mm-hmm. which is the pacifist in the arts district. I write. Unless, of course, I'm being totally obtuse and you guys are trying to meet up somewhere before you go. I believe that was the, the suggestion. Of course, I wasn't party to the conversation. So. Right. Well, we got to make sure everyone's in on it before they show up at the bakery. Mm. Okay. Uh, we'll see if anyone else is it. Uh, Want to get involved? But uh, yeah, it's a apparently it's a cleanup job. You okay with that? Jose. Senor. Yeah, senor, that, uh, that will be quite alright. Is this supposed to be kept quiet? Uh, have you ever known cleanup jobs to be noisy? For my, uh, my former employer's friend, this is a necessary question. Uh, uh, from my employers, it's not, and yes, quiet. See. 
All right. So while that's going uh, going on, if I remember, Rainmaker was on the way to the uh, to the shop where Bubba and um, Jose were. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Fantastic. It takes you about. Well, wait. You don't have a vehicle, do you? No, I got feet. Okay, you got feet, but you also have public transportation, so that takes you probably a good, you know, 45 minutes to get there. Jim, come on, do you really think Charlotte's going to have its public transportation figured out 50 years from now? No, but I'm simply trying to expedite (laughs) I can either spend two hours trying to assemble the party, or say, runners, assemble! (laughs) Well, we are definitely now in a fantasy world. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, where the buses run on time and 485 is actually complete. <laughs> buses aren't that bad. It's it's that bad. It, it it's funny because Gene knows exactly what I'm talking I about. I do. And the, so, and the light bulb uh, goes everywhere. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, Rainmaker eventually makes it over there. Um, I I assume around the same time that uh, folks are getting calls and saying, hey, we should meet up over here. I mean, unless somebody has a problem with it. Sure. I'm, I, I don't know. That's fine, man. What? No, I want to meet over there. <laughs> that's why I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> when will there be here? Soon. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Okay. okay, so to fast forward, I would assume that folks meet up, perhaps take a vehicle up to this particular bakery, and we go from there. Everybody cool? Yeah. Cool. Fantastic. So, fast forward to about 10.30, I would say, uh, <clears throat> and you make your way over to the Arts District. Now, to get from where you were to the Arts District... You find yourself traveling through most of uh, through most of Charlotte, especially going straight through downtown, and the uh, sort of layout of the sprawl of the city uh, becomes rather apparent. The area in which uh, Bubba's shop was in is in one of the, I guess, gentrified areas. Um, you know, certainly, uh, certainly not the nicest area in town, but far from the worst. In fact, you pass through the worst to get there. Twice. Um, <laughs> you know, for for a city that prides itself on being one of the cleanest towns around, it's, uh, it, 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 some of those areas are fairly run down. Old crumbling buildings, shuttered up brick, uh, you know, big, large brick mill uh, buildings. Um, you know, one of the interesting things you'll find is that there are a lot of, you know, one in, anywhere from one to three hundred year old buildings that are quite literally built like a brick shit house. Um, the bricks are still there. Everything else inside has rotted out and just kind of crumbled to the ground. Um, passing through, uh, passing through some of the more dangerous areas. At least you're going in a straight line. Uh, you eventually end up hitting the. Uh, you eventually end up hitting downtown proper, with you know gleaming lights all over the place. Uh, you know the power always on. Um, Seder Krupp advertisements blaring all over the place, especially as you drive past the enormous arcology that swallows about half of Charlotte's downtown area. Eventually, you do make your way to the Arts District. Uh, it's a... 
Hold on a second. I have something written down for that. So yeah, Justin, sorry, there's a lot of pauses and stuff that need to get cut out. Okay. So eventually you make your way to the Arts District, and it's a miracle that this place has managed to retain a sense of community given its location. You eventually hit the Arts District. It's a miracle that this place has managed to retain a sense of community given its location. Right on the border, or more exactly within the border, between the slums and the lower middle areas of town, lies the Arts District. An eclectic place that's almost exclusively populated with buildings easily 60 to 100 years old or older. Old mill buildings and water towers sit rotting and collapsed, but a prideful, drug-addled community continues to generate some intriguing business. There's a lot of creativity, and those of a magical persuasion would be able to sense that this area happens to reside on top of a small ley line. There are all sorts of dive bars and restaurants available, as well as the curious smell of baked goods, even this late at night. So, uh, as you pull up to this particular bakery that was outlined by, uh, as you pull up to this particular bakery, um, you notice that there's a line out the door, which is interesting for, you know, nearly 11 o'clock at night on a Wednesday. But, uh, you know, making your way inside, you can certainly see why. Uh, everything smells amazing. The, uh... Everything appears to be fresh. It's certainly a very eclectic look to the place, with every room themed in a different color with a different art style. Um, some rooms trippier than others, you know, some rooms smokier than others. Um, you know, all sorts of, uh, you know, interesting and weird things to see if you decided, you know, pay attention to them. We're going to try to find the pacifist wussy guy. Yeah, I'm just kind of uh, trailing along. Um, I'm keeping an eye out um, astrally. Um, if, if there's a ley line around here, there there could be Walter Spirits and all sorts of other bullshit that I really don't deal with around. There certainly could be. Go ahead and... Uh, actually, everybody who's magically active, give me an assessment. One, two, three successes. Fine. Don't ask me. I I'm gonna ask attention. Zero. But no failures. No fail. Well, I got a one, but I... uh, you got one one on how many? Six. Okay, well then yeah, you didn't glitch. <laughs> so uh <clears throat> Yeah, you can't see shit because you're too busy feeling the uh some of the side effects of that last bit of deep weed that you uh you know Partook. I'm feeling the vibes, man. And you know, uh, from from the really good sort of sense of calm that you're feeling around, and those eclairs just look so damn good, <laughs> especially around this time of night, man. Um, and uh, you know, you're 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 too busy drooling over the pastry counter, um. Whereas Jose can feel that there's uh, there, there's certainly a, a, a ley line that seems to kind of make its way through this particular area of town. Um, it's sort of twisted, sort of tangled, but um, you know, it's generally a very positive ebb to it. You can certainly see all sorts of free spirits roaming around, uh, as well as astrally. 
Um, so, uh, you know, it, 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 it's really hard to tell if there's anything specifically looking at you versus things that are naturally already in the area. Unfortunately, Taylor, munching out from his fix, uh, and really kind of feeling the, uh, you know, feeling in tune with things, catches his, catches an interesting couple of astral signatures. There's one that's not supposed to be there, and one that clearly is. Okay. So, at this point, let's, uh, at this point, let's cut over to a little something different. So, uh, Opti, you still with us? Indeed. <laughs> Fantastic. So, a, uh, Rather kind-looking older man with really unkempt hair, sadly a bald mullet. Um, you know, very scrawny but very good-natured. Uh, goes ahead and slips you a little package and says, "There you go, man. Five solid hits. Hey, don't worry about this one on my. It's on me. From one traveler to another." Chummer, hey. I appreciate you. You're my man. Hey, we do what we can, man. Hey, I'm getting. I'm getting a pretty cool vibe. You see those guys over there? Like the two <laughs> little guys and 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 the kind of sort of robot guy? <laughs> can I can I do a I don't know, a perception or intuition check to notice that they're runners since Opti would have definitely ran with runners before? Yeah, go ahead and do a perception check. Bernard has two big cyber arms. Three hits. Okay, yeah. You can tell that they are definitely out of place. With the exception of the guy with the one cyber arm who looks, you know, who is in the middle of looking through a pastry case right at you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, man. Hey, look, uh, I appreciate you doing me a solid. Uh, These guys might be trouble. Not sure why they're here. I don't know, man. They don't seem too bad to me. (laughs) Homeboy's got two cyber arms. Yeah, well, sometimes, you know, shit happens. I mean, like that one time I was trying some baby blue, and, uh, you know, my buddy got it wrong, and man, that was fucked up! Dude, seriously, man, from one dog to another... Dude, just just scope them out, man. I got a good feeling. All right, man. I'll go check them out, but only because I appreciate what you did. Hey, not a problem. Hey, next time you see Doc, give him a scratch for me, man. <laughs> Wait, who's Todd? I said dog, dude. Oh, oh, dog. Hey, right on, man. I need a hit. Hold on. And now I am... Astrally perceiving. Um. Okay. Okay, hold on a second. Taylor, I had no clue that you had a cyber arm that was longer than your other arm. Six yeah. inches was a lot more than I thought. Yeah. It's, uh... Is that the one you fap with? Dude, you have no idea. He calls it the compensator. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, 
My guy's all of like 110 pounds sopping wet, so he kind of needs something angry looking. <laughs> I can't do this right now. Oh, God. No. So for, for anger, he decided to add an extra six inches. <laughs> hey, you know what they say about the size of a man's hand? It's inverse to the size of his feet. I was uh, going to say, it means gloves are fucking expensive, but okay. Because <laughs> you got to buy two pairs. Hey, you know what? Coming from, uh, well, yeah, what he said. He beat me to it. Damn it. I'm not funny anymore. Um, <clears throat> okay, so Opti is headed over to Rainmaker, who he doesn't know, but he notices once he's in the astral that this guy has got a really weird thing going on. So he, like, walks up to Rainmaker, and he's like, Chum, what is wrong with your self? What are you doing? Dude, these eclairs look so fucking good. Do you want one? Are you talking to me? Yeah. I've already had, like, four. Oh. Okay. But Wait, in the meantime, but in the meantime, like what's up with your astral self? Why do you what are you doing? What how did you do that? You ever been burnt out before? Clearly not. Oh. Well, I mean, not like that. Yeah. Shit happens. Man, I'm sorry. That sucks. I got some deep weed if it'll help. I pull out a little baggie. I'm good, bro. I'm good. Ah! He's like, bro! And he gives him, like, a handshake. I shake him with my human hand. <laughs> uh, hey, so, uh, guys, between you and me, uh, I can tell you're in the business. And, um, what are you doing here? You're gonna kind of give him a sideways glance and be like, Oh man, I'm here for the eclairs. <laughs> Which is fine, and they're awesome, so you do that. But if you guys are here to cause trouble, you're gonna find that it's not welcome. I'm just kind of sideways glancing over to Venar. Like, you talk to him, S.A. He's the one, he's the one pulling the strings right now. Would I have heard of Vinar? No. Not from Seattle? Um. Are you, are you asking this as, like, meet you or game? Out of of character. Would Opti have heard of Vinar in the, from the shadows of Seattle? Um. Yeah, if, if, if he's pretty deep in the shadows, he probably would. Yeah. If he had a rocket launcher and apartment mix-up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I just want to know how to proceed. When he says Vernar, would Opti know? Uh, he he would know mixed stories. It's a relative. It's something relatively new. Um, there was something about you know the greatest question ever asked, um, and that the question and the answer were the same thing. Uh, whoever was writing that on the Shadow Net was really really vague and stupid. But, um, 
Now, you, you, you can tell that there are some fish tales being told about him now. All right. Uh, Bernard, you wouldn't happen to have recently been from Seattle. Who's asking? Hey, just friends here, chum. I've heard stories, that's all. Yeah, well, stories about me in Seattle are not good stories. Fair enough. I got my own. Anyway, can I help you guys to uh, get what you need and then get out? Hey, my papa just said that somebody here needed, you know, some cleaning done. We're just here to clean things up in case it was dirty. Gotcha. All right, hey, let me uh, let me go ask around. Maybe I can make this easier for you. And then off he goes back to uh, his contact and lets him know that he's got some runners meeting at Johnson. Oh, wait a second, man. Was he talking about the, oh, man, the Italian dude? Like, daddy, daddy Jakey or something? You mean Papa uh, you know what? He said they were, uh, they were here about a cleaning job. Did you call a cleaner? Oh, man, um, somebody gave me a number, and, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know where the pickup is, I'm just way too fucking high to fucking do it right now, man. Um, yeah, if that's, if that's what these, uh, if that's what these guys do, that'd be fucking awesome. Uh, it sounds like it. What'd you get yourself into that you need Shadowrunners to clean your mess up? Uh, it's it's not me. I'm doing a favor for a friend, man. That's oh. all. All right. Well, fair enough. You want to go talk to these guys, or you want me to bring them back? Uh, yeah. Go ahead and bring them back. Give me a moment to sober up or something. <laughs> you see him, you know, pop something else out of one of many pockets. Uh, just a small blue pill that he pops into his mouth, and it's almost as though his frame of reference seems to change in his eyes. All right. I'm good. Let's do this. Right on. I'll go get him. Opti walks back to the gentleman and says, uh, all right. Looks like you guys are legit. Come on back. All right. <laughs> but all right. At that point. Head to the back. Yep. All right. So as you guys um, head toward the quote-unquote back, you find it's really more of this weird sort of enclosed yet wide open hallway. It's like an indoor outdoor patio, if that makes any sense. Um, you know, it's it's bordered by buildings all along the uh, all along the sides of it, but there's no ceiling to it, so it's open air. Okay. Um, yeah, you see uh, basically what I described to Opti. Um, you know, really scrawny looking guy with a, uh, with a, really a terrible looking bald mullet. I mean, n- nobody should have that. If he has any friends at all, then it's a lie because nobody would let their friend keep a haircut like that. <laughs> um, and he seems, he, he definitely looks like a druggie, but he seems very lucid right so, are you the guys that uh, Giacomo sent? Yeah, we heard there was uh, something dirty that just need cleaned up. Yeah, um, hold on a second, I got this, 
I think I got it somewhere. Pocket, 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 pocket. Special pocket. Other special pocket. Then he reaches into his shirt pocket and uh, pulls out a small, um, really, really crappy data pad and just simply slides it along. Yeah. That's what they told me to deliver, and that's what I deliver. Menard's going to pick it up and look it over. So, glancing it over, um, it's it's in very simple, straight bullet points. Squatter at this address. Need them gone. Permanently. 10k per participant. Try to keep the place intact. And a simple, uh, a simple phone number with the Appellation at the end of it, disposable. Alright. Um, I'm making note of the phone number into my uh, mm-hmm. my contacts and the address yep. as I'm looking okay. over Vinar's shoulder. Well, it's it's not a hard thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually I'm actually only barely a little taller than him. Mm-hmm. I feel like at least a foot taller. How tall are you? Bernard's only four foot. Oh, yeah. Dwarves are really short. So, so, yeah, it's not hard to see over his shoulder. Yeah. Okay, so the, um, the address that's given, um, normally I would just say blah, but it specifically mentions the intersection of Tryon and North 13th Street. I'm going to look up that intersection. Give me a data search, Mr. Wireless Man. Mm, okay. <laughs> I made one whole success. One whole success. You pull up a map. That's cool. You can, and you can get directions there. Can I find out what biz- what's there, like business or building-wise? Renard wants to pull up his uh, rating six uh, map soft of Charlotte. There you go. At that point, I'm going to look over at Bubba. (laughs) I'll just be like, hey, Bubba. Yeah, man, what's going on? I'm just going to hand you my phone and be like, where the fuck are we going, man? Well, it says right here we're going to uh, the corner of South Trine of 13th Street. He's gonna I mean, give you the look, he's gonna give you the look of what the fuck, man. <laughs> Are you asking what what's around there? Is that what you're asking? No, I say I'm wanting to know if there's any good ice cream parlors there, man. Well, actually, there might be. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts did a whole thing where they said Dunkin' Donuts on every corner, and it really didn't get out of Uptown Charlotte. So there might be. I don't know. I'm going to roll right. a, uh, area knowledge Charlotte check here, Jim. Go for it. <laughs> Let me know what you get. Oh. Five successes. Five successes. Okay, so, yeah, you are familiar with that area. And you are familiar with the reason why people don't go to that area. Or at least why people haven't gone to that area for quite some time. 
um, there, at least as far as you recall, was a uh, you know, shitty sort of dive bar that was on that corner. It was on a huge parcel of land for what it was. It must have been at least an acre uh, for just this really small, hole-in-the-wall kind of place. Um, when, uh, when the Traces and the Vagabonds kind of declared open warfare, um, it w- became a pretty hotly contested area. Not because of the bar, but because of the location. It's, you know, it's, it's very, very close to, uh, you know, that sort of ring between the, uh, between downtown and the slums. So, um, you know that that place is basically a bombed out hellhole. And why anybody would give a fuck about there being a squatter there is beyond you. Well, man, that area is kind of cool. I mean, there used to be a bar in that corner called Granite. It was kind of awesome, but uh, it, it got fucked pretty hard. Because uh, right when them Traces and uh, and Vagabonds started going to war... For some reason, those motherfuckers started fighting over that area. Who gives a shit? There really wasn't nothing on there, but basically ain't no one going down there no more. I don't understand why anybody give a fuck if there was a squatter in that building, but hey, they're paying. I don't give a shit either. Uh, Maybe it was a good rock bar. No, I mean, I'm saying the bar ain't there no more. Owner's up and left. You know that the building is still there. It's just been unoccupied for quite some time. Well... Maybe uh, somebody left something at the bar and they want to find it and the squatter's in the way. I'm guessing it's not easy or they wouldn't have hired someone. Hey, I figure for 10k a person, we ain't getting paid to ask questions, man. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, Um, but I'm asking questions. where are we? Are we we still standing in the middle of the crowded bakery? Or in the, the back of the crowded bakery? Yes. Okay, we are alone, though. Uh, except for the guy who seems to be going back and forth between an upper and a downer. That's that's fine. Um, I'm gonna look look at him and um, be like Mano. Uh, can you give us a moment, please, in private? Pretty much there already, man. But uh, yeah, I guess I could. Uh, thank you, Senor. Yeah, he uh, he. Stands up and tries to shamble to, uh, back toward the uh, bakery. Um, he tries to open a door that doesn't actually exist. Before he does that, <laughs> at that point, I'm just going to leave him alone. <laughs> you always need an acid buddy. Opti's going to try something kind of ballsy. So Opti's been down on his luck, and he's been squatting in the uh, night shelter, and he really mm-hmm. needs this job. So he's going to try to influence the skull mullet guy to offer him the job as well. Okay, so as he stands and tries to grasp at a handle for a door that doesn't actually exist. Dude, why can't I open this? I'm passing right through. Mano, Mano, it's voice activated. (laughs) Hello? So, like, Opti at this point is going to start casting the influence spell on the Johnson. As soon as he starts casting, I just put a hand on his shoulder. Oh, man, that is not necessary, Mano. (laughs) (laughs) Open sesame. (laughs) He's like, hey, 
No worries. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm just trying to help him find the door. What is a computer door? So, so Mano, what, what? Who are you? What's your name? Uh, my name's Opti. I'm okay. So honestly, I just need a job. I've been down on my luck. Man, this shit's not gonna open. What race is Opti? Uh, he's a human. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I so when you when you see Opti, he's got this like bright blue mohawk and bright blue goatee, and he's like, you know, just this young young kid, and he's he looks just like, like looks like he's been starving. But he's definitely he's definitely got some mojo in his hands that he's about to use. Well, honestly, they're paying per participant, and we're not splitting money, so I don't really care if we have a fifth or not. Is that cool? Some of them! Mano? That's always fun, especially if you got a little mojo working with you, man. Man, Opti's got powerful mojo, bro. I'm good. Dude, I don't think this door's voice activated like you said it was, man. Maybe we can leave your heart. Bro, please activate it, man. Why don't you put your thumb on the, on the keypad right there? <laughs> then, at this point, Opti decides that he doesn't need it. He doesn't need to cast a spell. He'll just, he'll just tell the Skullet guy, like, hey, thanks for the opportunity, man. I really appreciate the job. Boop, pop, boop, beep, boop, boop, <laughs> beep, beep, boop. <laughs> what do you mean, file not found, man? That door's bullshit. <laughs> okay, so I he's... was laughing in play, but now... <laughs> Okay, so he's obviously not the one behind this. He's just a courier. And a very stoned out of his gourd courier at that. Buddy! Um, can I roll my, my minor knowledge of Charlotte Gangs? For, yeah. Uh, to, to see who currently controls that bar? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Holy crap, I'm two guessing... successes. What was that? Two. Count them two, two successes. successes. You know enough to know that neither side has actually laid claim on it. At that point, he's just going to kind of shrug and be like, I don't think we'll be pissing anybody major off today, Mano. Let's go do this. Right on. Well, and I would uh, suggest that we all go get any gear or such we may need and meet up probably, I'd say, what, a few blocks away from it? Either that or caravan. I have everything I need on my bike. Uh, man, I've got plenty of room for people, man. Can I get a ride? Can I get a ride? <laughs> yeah, man, no problem. Catch a ride. Yeah, y'all, I mean, y'all, y'all can catch a ride with me. I just can't, can't guarantee y'all can get there alive. <laughs> this guy knows what I'm talking about. He points to Jose. At this point, Opti has, like, the biggest grin on his face that you've ever seen because he's been so down for so long. 
and he's just a generally happy guy anyway. But now he's pretty excited to be driving in a car. Going he's like, run. holy crap, there's a car and a job. Amazing. This may work out. And actually, I don't have as much, but Menar has uh, pretty much eight ranks in urban combat tactics to actually know where would be the best spot to pull up. Wait, I have what? ranks combat rednecks ta- redneck tactics. Does does that count? Does that come in handy? That's not going to come in too handy for you. Not for, for this. It's going to come in handy all the time. Yeah. Oh god. Um, so, I'll actually give out. I guess a decent, a somewhat decent idea, since I personally don't know how urban combat works. But yes. <clears throat> that they will be some distance away and go in on foot. Yeah. Okay, so what kind of footwork do you guys feel like doing about this place? Any kind of data searching? Any sort of look up? Or are you just planning on going over there, kicking in a door and destroying anything that moves or things that don't bother moving? I want want you to understand something real quick, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I I plan on walking in and summoning a couple of spirits first, yeah. and then fireballing the place into submission. Well, I can no, I can <laughs> understand that option. Not supposed to damage the area. Yeah, I thought I thought the understanding was that this place is actually going to be standing by the time we leave. It will be. You know there ain't no fire department responding to that area, right? Okay, it might be mana bolting everyone into submission. That's probably a little bit better, even though I don't understand them fancy spell words. That sounds better. Or, you know, we could just, like, turn them into stone. Because I can do that. Maybe we could talk the guys into leaving. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of abandoned buildings in that area. Let's go out to the cars, get our stuff, and get going while we're all chit chatting. I assume that's that what's happening. Okay. Anyone who rides in the SUV with Bubba notices there is no steering wheel, and he like talks and faces you guys as the vehicle is driving. That's always creepy. Damn riggers and creepy rigger stuff. Also, sorry, I forgot to mention this as well. Anyone who's in the SUV notices that you've got your line of seats, and in the very back, there's a cage that separates anyone who's sitting uh, in the very back seat from the actual trunk area. All of the windows are tinted and everything, and you can't really see what's what's in the trunk. <clears throat> oh, that freaking reminds me. Bubba, whenever Bubba would go to get into the car, he would see that my bike has a rigger adaptation, or is rigger adapted. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, you would yes. recognize the same thing I've got on my vehicle. It's not a rigger. No, because I'm not that guy. I stole this bike. <laughs> it just happened to come huh. stuff. So, do you guys want to I guess this is an out-of-play conversation. Do you guys want to... Oh, no, it doesn't have to be. Y'all want to scout out the area before we go on in, or you want to drive right out the fucking door? Uh, I'd like to know that if, if 
So if we got hired to eliminate one person, that person is probably not easily removable. So I would like to know what we're walking into. Roger that. Uh, I'll do I'll do a couple laps of the area and let you let you know what I see. Who all's riding with me? Uh, by the way? Everybody riding with me? I, I assumed not. I think no, Elvis is already not. getting uh, an astral view of the area because he has to. Yeah, you can uh, certainly take an astral view of the area if need be. Well, yeah, he's already broken deeply, so he's already he's forcing the astral perception. And once we get <clears> there, he can just pop out of his body and do a quick search. Yep. Yeah, he can pop well, out of his driving over there. Leave the body in the car while we're driving. Um, uh, that's, actually, that's not a bad idea. Actually, that is kind of a bad idea. Um, you know, it's, you don't know where your body's going to be. Exactly. <laughs> there is nothing worse. Yeah, find there's nothing worse than not being able to find your way back. <laughs> well, I thought but if we were bringing the body to him, basically. Um, he whenever still has we get a couple blocks out of the area, because I'm kind of tailing behind them, yeah. once we get a couple blocks out, I'm going to pull back before he starts making laps. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find a nice little, uh, nice little dark corner, and I'm go- I'm going to start summoning. Uh, I'm going to summon a spirit of man, or try to. Okay. Now I don't know how this works, but okay. and I'm I'm trying to remember what um, what aspects you have. <clears throat> I don't. Okay, no, uh, man is. <clears throat> I'm chaos. Um, we're gonna say spirits oh. of. Ma- I'm 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 chaos mage, so I can. I think I have a list. I think spirits of man is my um my combat spirit. Okay. Unfortunately, I don't know a lot about shamans or summoning, so I can't help you at all. <clears throat> um, well, I think because I'm a chaos mage, I can pick. I pick what spirits go into what. Because it's so variable. He just doesn't pick how they manifest. Yeah. Um, but spirit, spirits of man are my combat combat spirits. We're just going to go with that one. Spirit, spirit of man is your illusion, Dan. Is it? How do you... Fr- your combat is fire. Okay, then I'm going to freaking... Um, I'm going to summon... The only thing you can't summon is a beast. That's... That, okay. I have a question. When I summon a spirit of man, it's my illusion one. How the hell does that work? What does it What does it do at that point? It doesn't really do anything. It doesn't really affect anything except for when you're like preparing things and enchanting things. It can help. Other than that, summon whatever kind you want. It doesn't really matter. Okay, as as then I'm know, gonna... that's my understanding. Um, can I use it for a freaking combat spirit? If the or two, use it if for the two, fighting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the two DMs want to set me straight on that. Um. Oh, by the way, Opti, you uh, actually do not run into any bad luck thus far. Sweet. Oh, God. Oh, God, you took it. Yeah. Yeah, he did. All right, so <clears throat> while Jose is in the middle of summoning a spirit, is anybody actually taking a look at the place astrally? Uh, yeah, Opticus. 
Okay, so um, go ahead and give me an ascensing roll. Bernard will be looking thermographically. Vidal, four. Four. Okay. So, uh, yep, looking at it, you certainly see some kind of glowy stuff. Or is that just the other magic guys? That, no, no, there's, there's certainly some kind of aura about this building. In fact, something feels really alien about this place. I don't know. I think those creepy spider shamans would really love it. Yeah. Actually, in the back of your mind, you feel the sensation of your hair standing on end, if it weren't already, without product. So this is not only magical, but kind of bad magic. Yeah, there's some bad juju there. Uh, Can I tell if it's pretty powerful or not? Or am I going to have to go a little bit deeper and get specific? Uh, you can you, you can try going a little bit deeper since you've been able to take a you know somewhat precursory look to it. Go go ahead and give me another sensing roll and give yourself a plus one. Uh, three. Three. Okay. Um, there's something. Something really did kind of pique your mind about the whole spider bit. Not spiders in particular, but something insectoid. Oh, crap. Something not quite right. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. Really? Really? Okay. So okay. As, soon as, as soon as Opti gets that vibe, he kind of like does a little astral girl scream and runs back to his body. <clears throat> And then All right, so immediately Jim, I'm said, assuming at oh this point <clears throat> we've made a pass by the front of the thing. Okay, so if so, while Opti is sensing that, uh, Vinar, you said you were looking at it thermographically. Yes. Okay, which is good because it's you know rather dark out. Uh, go ahead and give me a uh, give me a visual perception check. Yay, If Vinar is close enough to look at it. Thermographically, I'll look at it with all spectrums. Okay, then you do the same thing. Um, okay, for some reason, I'm having a problem pulling up my Shadowrun books. Uh, so success. I can't look up the stats for my spirits. Okay. Well, we may not have the time to get to the major portion of this tonight. Okay. So... At the very least, we can take our time, make sure we get all that stuff right, and then okay. you know, commence on that end to, um, next week. And call the Aries okay, of Washington. But call four the what, successes. The okay, four successes for Vinar. Four hits for yes. me as well. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a rundown shack. And the sign for Granites is still there. But getting a bit of a closer look, you notice that the doors though they're boarded, seem to have nails going through them both ways. There's got to be a back entrance to this place. In fact, as you take your second pass, you notice that there appears to be a hole in the roof with a very rough sheet of, of uh, shingles covering it up. <laughs> Nothing else pops out at me while we drive around. Uh, not without getting a much closer look. Okay. Well, I'll, uh... 
Well, I wasn't I wasn't really looking at the building so much as everything else. Okay. Obviously, well, I mean, I looked at the building when we passed it with my with my eyes, my cyber eyes, but yeah. I was looking at everywhere else to make sure that we weren't going to get jumped. <laughs> right. Well, looking at the parking lot, um, it was once asphalt, but now it's barely more than gravel. There's okay. plants, you know, weather obviously took its toll, and apparently a ton of high-velocity lead saturation has really kind of reduced it to more of a gravel-type parking lot. Um, whatever happened there was not just something heavy, but it was also seemingly ignored by everybody. Um, you know, it's, uh, every, everything on it looks boarded up. And, uh, you know, it, it's a nice, clear, open area. Can't really see many am- many particular ambush points. Just a really creepy-looking building. Okay. I'll pull, um, I'll pull around a corner and park. And to anybody okay. who's not in the vehicle with me, I'll just say, uh, uh, perimeter looks clear. Uh, I ain't seen nothing inside the building thus far, but, uh... Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think we're going to be jumped from the outside, so if y'all are ready, we can begin coordinating for breach. And actually, real quick, you, you say that go. as you realize that you pull up next to Jose, he has the bike pulled onto the sidewalk. And he looks like he, he is doing some woogie-woogie bullshit. Mm-hmm. As Opti is returning from his little trip into the verse. Holy crap, guys. Does Opti scream? That's gonna be, we're gonna hit crap. There's bug spirits in there. What the hell's a bug uh, spirit? Jose's eyes uh, get huge, and he's like, Oh, man, are you joking? Immediately, no, you see Rainmaker's face kind of go like, Oh, shit, and he no longer looks stoned and happy. <laughs> he yeah, this is the first bugs. time you see Opti not looking happy. He's, like, freaking out a bit. Yeah. Uh, hold, hold uh, God damn it, man. Am I the last one of the fucking party? What the hell is wrong with a bug spirit, man? We just kill it with some goddamn bug repellent. Uh, that oh, would man. be nice. You, if you ask what's wrong with a bug spirit, the answer is pretty much everything. Whoa. I mean, you have to understand something. Bug spirits, back where I come from, bug spirits decided that humanity was a blight upon the earth, and they have decided as a whole to kill all of us. Pretty much Whoa. like if as technology was a was a spirit, it would be it would be a bug. Well, I, I got bullets. At that point, Jose the, the looks fucking works. offended as shit. <laughs> like he's giving you the stink eye, he's just like what? Up he uh, goes to, hey, to man, the track and all that. The bullets work? Because I got plenty of bullets. We'll shoot the fuck out of a motherfucker. Some of them man all. They might have a shaman. If they have a shaman, it needs to die. Well, I'm, I'm pretty good at killing shit, so fuck it. That needs to be a priority, chums. If they do have a mage, that guy goes down first. Well, that's how I always felt. <laughs> oh, uh, nothing. Opti, you in particular, since you were the one who got the close look, hear a little something. In the, uh, kind of in the, in, in the back of your mind, in the back of your perception. It's very faint. In my a... magical perception or my physical perception? A little bit of both. It seems very, I don't know, rattly almost. 
just something that simply says, You do not belong here. Uh, hey, gentlemen. I think we might be getting a message telling us to go away. That's unsubstantiated, but I get the strong feeling that something doesn't want us here and is actively telling us so. The children need rest. Uh, damn. In that case, I think there's only something we can do. And I pull out Ruger Super Warhawk. (laughs) (laughs) The answer to everything. The Ruger Super Warhawk. Are you running any PSMO? And I believe this may be the best spot to end for the evening. And at that point, Opti actually thinks of something that makes him smile. And normally he doesn't like killing things, but he just realized that he can go full full bore on bug spirits and he won't feel bad about that you don't have to there's no remorse we're doing the world they can't even call a star on us because we're killing bug spirits indeed star would give you a medal (laughs) hey is there any way we can negotiate for a better price after this is done oh that's totally gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) um jim I'm also yes. going to go ahead and petition for getting all my dice rolling and spirit understanding bullshit out of the way before next game so I can have it wrote down and ready with as little fuss as possible. I'll allow it. Uh, yeah, right. Same with Steve. He's going to cast a spirit as well now that he knows what he's up against. <laughs> yeah, fucking summon all the spirits. The, the, the less people that have to physically fight them, the better. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to let the guy who knows what the fuck he's doing go first. Well, we, we can take care of that offline. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, I guess that pretty much wraps it up for what is likely the first real episode of The Hidden Grid, The Sixth World Chronicles, the second run. Woohoo! Is this really going to turn into another fucking bug hunt? Mm-hmm. Can Bernard magically summon his sniper rifle out of thin air? Someone old, someone new, someone borrowed, someone croons. You know, sometimes it's like herding cats. But once everyone settles in, I think this group will jive just fine. The real question, though, is what do you guys think? That's right, you guys listening to this right now. Give us a shout on Facebook, Twitter, or at HiddenGrid.com and let Justin know how this weird new guy's doing. As for the runners, I hope you guys enjoy the little bit of continuity I've thrown in for this little podcast universe. There's some big things coming along, so keep your ears peeled. Oh, remember the bit in the last episode of The Hidden Grid where Nolops was talking about the listener karma? you can post on our Facebook entry for this episode and correctly guess what sort of bugs they may be up against, toss some karma your way. Thanks so much for listening. Next week, we'll see what happens when these guys decide to storm the gates. I'm sure they're all abuzz. Yeah, bad jokes. Get used to them. Enjoy your freedom, chums. Just make sure you pay the sales tax.
licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported License. That means you can share, you can even cut it up, but you have to add a label for all the bits within, including the licenses from the following artist. This week we're following Damerson Vaughn's album The Door. The intro music is The Worst Day, and the outro is the title track. The album is available from Magnatune.com. The first step on the path to true knowledge is admitting that we know nothing. The damage gene. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> okay, on. GM, roll a composure check. Oh, I failed. We're gonna time out for a second. All right. Yeah. I'm Rainmaker. Yes. <laughs> oh God. Traces. I'm reduced to your doorstep. Where is she? Where's the bone? Where's Rachel? Where's Rachel? Where's the deep weed? Okay, I need him. <laughs> All right, we're done here. <laughs> and scene. Um, 